deny them civilization, to punish them by submersing them in their own lawlessness. The visitor promised himself never to return. Hans Trauchmann pulled himself upright in his bed, and then took a carefully measured breath to recover from the effort. He was one of the last war criminals held in German prisons. An operations officer during World War II, he had been charged with serving in the Jewish Affairs Office of the Sicherheitsdienst, the intelligence service of the dreaded SS. From its inception, the SD had been staffed with only the most loyal of Hitler's men, a necessity because of what they would ultimately be asked to do. Given the Führer's mandate to eliminate Europe's Jews, Trauchmann devised most of the legal procedures used to identify, confine, and seize their property prior to the final solution. In the end, the prosecutors would charge that Trochmann's efficiency in those efforts was without parallel in the history of human cruelty. He was responsible for the deaths of millions of men, women, and children, eradicating thousands of years of Jewish lineage. Avoiding capture for nearly two years after the war, he was not brought to trial until 1948. By then, the German people had grown to hate any reminder of the war and the Holocaust even more. The proceedings were short and, as much as possible, unspectacular. He was quickly convicted for his atrocities against humanity, but hanging was feared too sensational for a country waiting to heal its history with the sluggish salve of time. So he was sentenced to life imprisonment. Fifty years later, Hans Trauchmann, the Holocaust's expediter, had been all but forgotten. His visitor today was Rolf Brunner, a member of the German Democratic Alliance Party. His name was not well known, but Trauchmann's old contacts had informed him that Brunner was a man who could get the most shadowed tasks accomplished without problem or notice. The GDA was gaining strength, having won 28% of the vote in the last election. But the press had started becoming critical lately. The party was accused of being unduly contemptuous of foreigners and of trying to censor the media when it attacked the government's methods. Although they were careful not to specifically include Judaism, their platform included the outlawing of foreign religions, such as Scientology and all forms of Islam. And they advocated a build-up of the military. Such proposals, while appealing to the broad populace of Germany, had also been the cornerstones of the Nazi regime. The media began labeling Brunner's party the Fourth Reich. As a result, many of the GDA's financial contributors, although still in agreement with its philosophy, started withdrawing their monetary support for fear of being linked with anything remotely connected with the black days of Adolf Hitler. But Trauchmann believed fascism would always have an audience in Germany. Its roots went back to the Thirty Years' War in the first half of the 17th century, when the country's population fell from 24 million to 4 million, leaving the strong and ruthless to survive. He believed the GDA, like the Nazi Party, represented the thoughts and aspirations of a majority of the population, and with the right help, could come to power. Tall and thin, Brunner wore a navy blue suit that had been made for him in London. Even in the low cell, he took care to stand erectly, the jacket and trousers draped perfectly. His thick blonde hair was cut short, and his suntanned face could have been described as passively Scandinavian, if not for the three long, formal scars that crisscrossed his left cheek. 
Each was wide and pale, inferring that, however Brunner had come by them, they had never been treated medically. A history of survival was suggested, and the permanent sneer of superiority left on his face seemed somehow justified. "'Thank you for coming, Herr Brunner.' The old man's words came in short, ragged gasps. With some effort, he gestured to a lone chair. "'Sorry you had to come to this damned place, but my health—' Trochmann's general appearance was unkempt. His shirt and trousers were shapeless cuts of dark cloth that covered him dutifully. His hair, now a muted silver, was matted and uncombed. But his face, as evidenced by a scattering of dark red nicks, was freshly shaven. For a man in his condition, Brunner knew it was a task not easily accomplished. "'It is my honor, Herr Trauchmann.' The stone chamber had a hollow, muted echo, and it accented the insincerity of Brunner's words.